You're listening to the Bright City Podcast. To hear more about our gatherings, groups, and what's going on in the life of our church, visit brightcity.church or follow Bright City Church on Instagram. Today's message is from Pastor Nick. Hey, Bright City. If you're listening to this, this is my attempt to give the church a little bit of encouragement uh, when we are not meeting on the two weeks that we are not meeting uh, in July. And so what I'd love to do is call this the studio session because it's not necessarily a podcast with another person, but it's also not a podcast that we recorded in our church. This is actually me sitting in my closet talking to you. Well, it's July, and because it's July, that means that you have made it. It is officially halfway through the year. Go ahead and give yourselves a pat on the back. Technically, July 2nd is the halfway point of the year, unless it's a leap year. Uh, So that's exactly 182, and then you get to the half of that part of the day, 0.5 days, uh, where you have reached the halfway point of the year. And if you are like me, uh, this is an amazing time for rest and retreat, and I know uh, to do so, people go on vacation. Uh, but one of the things that I love to do when I rest and when I retreat on vacation is I love to recalibrate and refocus my heart and refocus my life to make sure that I am finishing the year strong. Just the other day, I was reading Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth. And I came across chapter 9, verses 24 through 27. And here's what Paul writes to them. He says, Do you not know that in every race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the game goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. And so I was reading this and the part that really snuck, uh, struck me and stuck out to me Uh, was the part where he says, Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. The reason this part stood out to me is because this is kind of what could happen at the midway point in the year. I can forget what I set out to do this year, the dreams that God put in my heart, the things that he's asked me to do. And therefore, I get off of course. And as a result, I can slip into apathy uh, where I have no fight in me. Or I could get off course and realize that I'm fighting the wrong fight and I'm expending energy for all the wrong reasons. And so Paul is giving uh, the church at Corinth and he's uh, giving us as well a warning that you can end up running for a really long time and you could end up running really, really, really hard, but you could also end up running in the wrong way, running the wrong race. Life is too hard to run in the wrong direction. Life is too hard to run really hard in the wrong 
race. And so what I would love to do is I would love to give us three things in our time today and then three things in our time next week about how we can correct the aimless drift and the beating of the air that we might have slipped into as we've reached the halfway point. Uh, Maybe we can correct running the wrong race. Maybe we can correct running in the wrong direction. So how do we avoid running aimlessly and beating the air in life? So like I said, I want to give us three things in our time now, and then I'll give us three things in our time next week. And so one of the first things that we can do to avoid running aimlessly and beating the air in life as we reach the midway point is we can recapture why we run in the first place. We can recapture why we run in the first place. This is actually called purpose. Paul says first off that all runners run. All runners run. In life, if you're breathing, you're technically living. But here's the catch. Are you alive? Why are you living? Why do you do what you do? Uh, Just recently, I've been doing some of my workouts at a local college campus, and it never fails. I'll see uh, a lot of athletes out there training in the sport that they're competing in, and I have no idea what I am doing out there, but I can guarantee that they have every idea about what they are doing out there. Uh, For some, it's to get better and to win. For others, maybe it's to get that free education by earning a scholarship. Uh, Either way, maybe it's just to compete and be able to compete really well. And so they know why they are out there. I have no idea why I'm out there, but they are out there with a purpose. So when it comes to your life and when it comes to my life, do we know why we are living? Do we know why we exist? One of the best things you can do this summer is get with God and recapture your why, your purpose. Life is too short to not know why you're living and alive in the first place. And so Paul is saying, hey, listen, all runners are going to run. Everyone is going to wake up. Everyone's going to go to work. Everyone's going to do the things that they need to do in their day. But here's the question. Do you know why you are running? And so we can recapture the why. Another thing Paul encourages us to do in order to avoid running aimlessly and beating the air in life is to keep our eyes on the prize. Keep our eyes on the prize. Another word that I hear when I think of prize is I think of priorities. So Paul continues on and says, run in such a way as to get the prize. And so when he says that word prize, immediately my mind went to priorities. Once you figure out why you run your purpose, it's important to establish the prizes in your life. What's important or our priorities. In our past sermon series, Out of the Wilderness, actually volume five specifically, I talked about vision and I mentioned a quote I heard from Pastor Dr. Tony Evans. And this is a quote that has stuck with me and I hope that it will encourage you. He says, a kingdom life is one of priorities, not balance. A kingdom life is one of priorities and not balance. And so here's what I hear when I read that statement or hear that statement is that we can read all the books we want on how to balance life, 
how to work in all areas of life, how to figure out how to juggle it all. But in reality, we will miss out on the prize of life because life is not about balance. It's about priorities. Take faith, for example. A lot of people think that their faith is a puzzle piece in the bigger puzzle of life. But actually, it is the puzzle. Faith is not just a puzzle piece. It is the whole puzzle. It is the whole picture of the puzzle. And that's what the teachings of Jesus get at. The kingdom life is lived out of having the right priorities. And the right priorities help us gain the right prize at the end of our lives. Why do you think Jesus was encouraging people to leave so many things behind and follow him? It wasn't that he wanted to be a buzzkill. And it wasn't that he wanted to make people miserable. He just knew that in order to make him the object of their lives, that that he needed to be a priority in their life. And the only way that Jesus was going to be a priority in their life is if they would leave the thing behind that they love the most. As you reach the halfway point of 2021, did you drift in your priorities? Maybe you had faith as number one and you just realized that it's been a while since you've gone back to church or it's been a while since you spent time with God or it's been a while since you read and lived out his word as you go about your day. Maybe you had the priority of family. Maybe you wanted to spend more time with the kids. Maybe you're married and you wanted to spend more time with your wife. Maybe you were wanting to prioritize work less. Uh, Work maybe had the biggest priority of your life in 2020 or 2019. And maybe you were thinking, you know what? I would not like for work to be number one in my heart this year. And so over the last 182.5 days, you have realized that work has worked its way back into the number one place in your life. So what do your priorities look like and how can you refocus them to be on the right priorities that will help you have a kingdom life? Another thing Paul talks about when it comes to the prize and therefore the priorities is he talks about a crown or having a crown. Here's what he says. He says, they do not get a crown that will last, but we, those who follow Jesus, do it to get a crown that will last forever. He says that we compete in order to get a crown that will last forever. The world competes and they are chasing temporary crowns, but we compete so that we could have a crown that will last forever. This is such a great test when it comes to having the right priorities. When you look at the priorities of your life, are they heavenly kingdom-minded priorities that will last forever? Or are they temporal things that will burn up when you leave this world? There are not too many things more discouraging than seeing someone who has chased the wrong things in life and then they get to the end of their life and realize they were running after the wrong priorities. Therefore, they get the temporal prize rather than the lasting prize or the lasting crowns. I'm not a 
small sports fan. I am a big sports fan, and I love all the sports. And every once in a while, you'll hear about an older athlete who comes back to compete, someone who should be well advanced in their age to be able to compete at that level. But for whatever reason, they're able to train and come back and compete at the highest level. And I love these stories because they show us that it is never too late to live out our dreams. And the same is true with priorities. It is never too late to reorganize your life, to keep your eye on the prize, to keep your eye on what's important. And the only way to do that is to have good and right priorities. Don't wait until January 1 of 2022. We are at the halfway point and you have the power of the Holy Spirit You have the mind of Christ and you have the call of the kingdom and you can reorganize your priorities at any moment. And so one of the last things I want to share in our time today of how we can avoid running aimlessly and beating the air in life, Paul encourages us to establish or reestablish our training routines, to establish or reestablish our training routines. And when I hear about training routines, immediately my mind jumps to disciplines and rhythms. So after Paul talks about winning the prize and making sure we're competing competing for what's important and we're competing for the right reasons, he talks about a strict training regimen. He says, everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. And so Paul is, again, combining this idea of an athlete and a Christian life. And he's talking about how athletes have strict training regimens, and therefore Christians should have strict training regimens or disciplines and routines and rhythms that help them follow Jesus in life. And so the question that we have is what disciplines and routines do we set out to incorporate in 2021 only for them to be non-existent halfway through the year? Sure, there are physical things that you set out to do or either not do, Um, Maybe the same can be said for spiritual things. There were things that you had in your heart that you wanted to do, disciplines that you want to enter into, uh, and you just feel like you haven't really done those up until this point yet. Or maybe it was the worldly things that you wanted to opt out of and not do. And so Paul's saying, hey, if you were going to follow Jesus, if you're going to walk with Jesus, uh, a lot of times we think that it magically happens. A lot of times we think that, you know, God's going to, you know, magically change our heart. But God actually sends his spirit to change our heart. And then he spends his then he sends his spirit to continue to change our heart so we can look more like Jesus. But even more than that, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to choose to make our life submissive to what God has for us. And so that means that we have to be disciplined people. We have to be one to have discipline and rhythm and routine in our lives so that we can establish that training routine of what it looks like to follow Jesus. I love this part in uh, a letter to Timothy. Paul says that God has given us the spirit of self-discipline or self-control. And a lot of times we shrink back in fear, but Paul saying, hey, listen, he didn't give you a spirit of fear. He gave you a spirit of self-discipline, of self-control. Paul says later on in this passage, he says, I strike a blow to my body and make it my slave. That is such harsh, intense language. But I think what he's trying to say is following Jesus won't come easy. It won't be natural. And that is why it is called the supernatural life. 
And so we need to make sure that we are either establishing or reestablishing those routines, those disciplines, those rhythms, the things that we set out to put in our life January 1, 2021. And now it is July 2021. What do we need to refocus on? What do we need to establish and reestablish? What does your training routine look like in following Jesus? What is that plan? We have a plan for everything else in life, but do we have a plan for our lives when it comes to following Jesus and living out the things that he wants us to do? We follow by grace, but we need his spirit to help us. And Paul says, compete in life by going into strict training. So here we are, three things. We're at the halfway point. Are we running aimlessly? Are we beating the air? Where are we in this July? Well, I hope that we are able to have some time of rest and relaxation as we vacation. But even more than that, I hope we're able to refocus and reestablish key things in our lives. Recapture why you run. What's your purpose? Keep your eye on the prize. What are your priorities? And lastly, establish or reestablish your training routine. What are your disciplines and rhythms? Anyway, thank you for listening. And I can't wait to encourage you next week with more of what Paul's saying. We were not purchased to live an aimless life beating the air. We have been purchased by Jesus to live a purposeful life. And he has purpose for you. And he has purpose for me. And we need to make sure that we are running with purpose. We are running with the right priorities. And we are running with the right disciplines and routines. Thank you, Bright City. Look forward to being with you next time. Thanks for listening into Bright City. If this was encouraging, we'd love for you to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. If you're an owner at Bright City, you can give online at brightcity.church or on Venmo to Bright City. Before you go, we'd love to speak this benediction from Matthew 5 over you. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others so they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. We love you, Bright City.